What's up, everyone? How is life? It is Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday. Guess who turned 40? I mean, 28. 28 forever is my motto. How are you doing? Tell me in the comments how you're doing. I'm going to open up the comments so I can get some interaction here. I hope everyone is having an absolutely amazing week. Um, how is your summer going? I know for us, Summer ends um, August 4th, August 4th. I know a lot of kids go back at the end of July. So I'm curious how your summer is going, how things shift for you in the summer. Um, life is very different for us in the summer. Since I work from home, we really try to be pretty easy about everything. It's about ease and flow in the summer. We sleep in a lot unless we have camp or sports, um, but we really just kind of chill. We swim, go to the park, fucking play video games. Video games are my arch nemesis. How do you feel about video games? The title of the show <laughs> is Kids and Screen Time. Thank God for sports. Could you imagine, dark my hair's in my face, could you imagine if all our kids had was the screen all the time? Have you ever wondered what it is about video games, like in here, in the brain, like what is it about video games that our kids get so fucking excited about and so hooked on? And this is not about judgment. This is not about me telling you your kids are having too much screen time and these are the numbers you should follow. That's not what this is about. Judgment is not my jam. We're not going there. This is just about having a conversation and an understanding and awareness around what is going on in the brain without getting too technical about what is going on in the brain when our kids are playing video games. And really, why sports are so important to keep our kids activated and dreaming and using their imagination and using their physical body and why it really is so important to like not allow our kids to sit. Fun but addictive. You got it, Matt. It Literally, it is addictive. And so I'm going to get into that, like the physiology of that. But um, and again, I'm not judging. I have some friends who their kids, all they do is play video games all day and all night. Like you go to their house for a party and the teenager or the preteen, shoot, I guess it can be any age. James loves video games and he's seven. They're literally in their room the whole time. They do not interact. And so what I want to say to you is that video games, just like drugs, alcohol, porn, it is an addiction. So 
neuroscientists have looked at the brain during video game interaction, like playing on a video game. And what's happening in the brain is the same chemicals that are being released when you are partaking in any other addictive activity, like I said, like drugs and alcohol, same shit's going on. The same areas in the brain are lighting up. And so this literally is an addiction for our kids. Now, dude, I'm guilty. My kid's playing a video game right now while I'm in here doing this podcast. But I really try to be very careful and aware of the amount of time that he is spending on video games. Okay, well, this happened to me last time too. All right, we're going with the whack cam. Matt, Matt, I hope you didn't go anywhere. I'm back, bro. Okay, a lot are made to be addictive. The setup now is to nickel and dime people to death, kind of like gambling, also for kids to get certain um, in game stuff. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, all right, I will just use my regular camera here on my computer for now on this happened to me last time too oh my gosh like you just brought up a whole nother perspective a whole nother side of this coin matt um so okay so let's first speak to the addictive nature of the actual video game then we'll get into like the gambling aspect of it that's huge which is a whole nother fucking addiction um so what happens like i said is the same areas in the brain that light up when you're drinking or doing drugs, light up when a kid is playing a video game. Okay, and so by, by the nature of holding the controller and interacting with the screen, okay, and the continuation of that, this is what creates the addiction. But then there's another level here. They are hiring neurologists, people who special in, specialize in brain science, to help them design these games. So they're intentionally targeting the addictive aspect of the game. So like, how can I make this game more addictive? And so like, what does that mean? That means how can I um, create the rapid release of dopamine more consistently, right? And more excessively. Um, how can I create an adrenaline rush more consistently and more excessively, right? So they're intentionally creating um, additional addictive aspects in these games, which is crazy. I mean, I get it for marketing because they, right, their, their goal is to sell. Like they want to keep these kids on these games. But shit, at some point, where are you going to draw the line? Okay, and then Matt brings up a whole nother point. Sorry, my hair is really going to learn um, about the gambling aspect of it. Oh, my gosh. Like as far as money making, these people are geniuses, aren't they? Like in Fortnite, you buy an emote. Dude, what the hell? It's a, like a dance, right? And so you buy these bucks and then they buy an emote and then boom, they want another one. 
And this is a whole nother, whole nother aspect of the addiction. Like this is so, so intentional. And then let's talk about um, the concept of like embedded messages, subliminal messages. Hmm. What do you think? Do you think that there's subliminal messages in these games? I have a strong feeling that there probably is. Now, we can't walk around in fear. Like we can't uh, put our kids in a fucking bubble, right? I get that. And that's not, not what I'm saying here. But really, you step into your power when you have awareness, right? Just having awareness around it gives you a level of power um, and gives you a strength to feel like, you know, like maybe I should monitor this a little bit more. Um, maybe I should bank that extra money for that sport that we were considering, but not necessarily going to do. And so like for us and my family, it's a balance between like sitting and relaxing and actually using your imagination because God, that is so important. And kids, kids stop using their imagination at a very early age because they are so flooded with television and devices and shit. Um, but then also like what sports are they going to play? And I don't want to overload my kid with sports because I want them to be able to excel in an area, not specialized necessarily, because we also know that that's not necessarily good either for a young child. Um, but like it really just it makes me so grateful for sports because James would much, much rather play a sport than he would play a video game. But. He would also much rather play a video game than he would go sit in his room and like build Legos. So it's a total balance, isn't it? So just awareness. I just want you to be aware that it's more than just being annoyed with your kid, being um, like really kind of obsessed with an addiction to the physical aspect of a video game. Like there's a lot of neuroscience going on here. There's a lot of chemicals firing into the brain. And then what does that do to their health? Right. Um, when you have these uh, fight or flight chemicals being flooded into our kids' brains, like fucking cortisol and stuff, like that's not good for their health. That's not good for their body. That's not good for their long-term health. Like it can really lead to some serious chronic issues, like depression and shit. All kinds of stuff it can lead to. So just be aware. Um, and keep immersing your kids in sports because it's so freaking important. Um, so the other aspect of this I want to talk about is um, understand that when your kid is on a video game and you try to pull them away from that video game, have you ever noticed how frustrated they get with you or how hard it is for them to shift away from that video game? It's because it's an addiction. All of those parts of the brain that light up with an addictive behavior, it's like, think about um, and, you know, you may think this is extreme, but this is for real shit. Like, think about what would happen if you went and took the crack pipe from the crack addict. For real. When you've been having a kid sitting there playing a video game for an hour, they are in the depths of the addictive behavior. Their brain, the chemicals in their brain is fully, fully engaged in that shit. And so be aware that when you pull them off of the game, there has to be an integration period. Like you really, you have like for James, I'll be like, dude, you got five minutes. And then a lot of times I'll go sit by him and say, okay, you know, like finish up whatever. And I'll watch him do it. And I'll engage with him while he's finishing because me engaging with him 
while he's finishing that activity, while he's finishing building that whatever or shooting that guy, taking that guy out. Oh my gosh, this is, <laughs> I sound like a great mom, don't I? Then I, I pull him out of the game, but it's like a smooth transition. He doesn't freak out on me because they're literally addicted to the activity. And then a lot of times I'll have to engage with him. Like we'll do, you know, and this is just like being a proactive parent. You don't have to do it, but it's what I do. Um, okay. So let's talk about sports. Let's shift away from video games and talk about the blessing, which is sports, which keeps our kids physically active and away from the screen. So, so huge. James's main sport. I would love to know what your kid's main sport is. Celebrate your kids. I love talking about my kids. I know you do too. Tell me what your kid's main sport is. What do they really excel at in the comments? I would love to know. James is really good at hockey and hockey season runs quite some time. And now that he's a little older, we're going to start doing all stars. So he's going to be in hockey even more. He loves it. It's his jam. He's so good at it. He excels at it. It boosts his confidence so much. Grayson Kaysen says, hey, what's up? That's awesome. Hi, Shelby. Um, and so I'm super excited for him to get even more involved in hockey because it keeps him. I don't want to say it keeps him. I mean, it does keep him busy, but it's not like that. Right. It's not like mowing the yard or pulling the weeds. It's not like busy like that. That's not what I mean. It keeps him engaged. That's what I want to say. It keeps him engaged. It keeps him socialized too. think about the difference in interacting while you're learning, performing a sport or sitting in front of a damn screen. Like there's no interaction and kids need to learn how to socialize, right? Um, they need to learn how to interact with one another. Like this is huge. We don't want to be hermits all our life. It's not good for us. This is what leads to isolation and depression. I mean, there are a lot of kids struggling with those two issues because of video games. And not to mention COVID. I mean, what happened to you guys during COVID? We luckily have a park across the street. So we were able to hike and go hang out in the woods and just go on the trails. But a lot of people were stuck in a situation where like the devices is all that's all they had. And it's led to a massive shift for kids. The um, the level of childhood depression since COVID has really, really escalated in a huge and amazing, beautiful way to help your child shift out of that space is physical activity because physical activity is going to release happy chemicals in the brain. And that's going to shift the neurochemistry in your brain. And it's going to decrease depressive tendencies. Shelby, that's how I feel about case and racing. My almost four-year-old will be having his first race next week. Racing kept us sane during COVID. I bet. And that's so cool. What a cool sport to get involved in. You don't hear about a lot of kids racing. Like, that's super special. I bet they love to talk about that at school. I bet they love to brag on that at school. I love it. I know James loves to brag on his hockey. Like, he loves. It is such a beautiful self-esteem boost when a, kid, when a child can go and and tell others, you know, show and tell or just in conversation what they are doing, how they are excelling, excelling within themselves. I think it's so, 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 so beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing that, Shelby. I appreciate your interaction so much. Um, OK, anybody else? Tell me what your kids are doing. Tell me what sports they're playing. Um, OK, so that's this is a loaded topic, right? Like we're looking at the physical act of um, 
it's kind of like, it reminds me of like an adult on their cell phone. Okay. So that's another topic before I recap, like that's another aspect here is like how much screen time do you have? And the realization that our kids um, model our behavior and they are actively comparing you being on your phone to them playing video games. They're smart, right? They're making that connection and recognizing that disconnection. Like when you sit down at night, are you actively engaging with your kids or are you like half there and half on the phone? I mean, we are addicted to our cell phones. We are so addicted to our technology. And look, I'm not going to make excuses. Like I work on my work is on my computer and on my phone. I am on that shit a lot. And I really have to set boundaries for myself very intentionally. It was great last year because Kaysen's teacher's husband races as well. So she understood it. That's super cool. What a great way to connect to with the teachers. Um, yeah, like massive love to all the teachers for, gosh, doing what they did last year. And I sure in the hell hope that this winter is different than last year. Hope we don't slide back into anything this winter. Time will tell. But I think enough of us are on to it um, that we're empowered and they, whoever the hell they is, know that our eyes are more open and we are more aware and on guard, right? On guard and kind of leery. Um, I divert. So back to screen time. So be aware that your kids are watching you. They're modeling your behavior. This is how their brains form. They're actively watching what you're doing. This is how neural connections are formed. And so they're looking at you, seeing you on your phone, seeing you watching TV, seeing you play on the computer or plant work on the computer. They're aware of that. They're modeling our behavior. Number two, you have the physical act of playing a video game, which is by nature. Oh, this is what reminds me of smoking a cigarette, right? Like the addictive nature of smoking a cigarette is not just chemical. It is the physical act, too. I mean, it's mostly chemical. And so is video games. But the physical act of cigarette to mouth is a huge part of the addictive nature of um, cigarettes, like the physical act. A lot of people don't know what to do with their hands. So this can happen with video games, too. Um, but then you also have the neuroscientist directly intentionally working with the makers of the games in order to make the video more the video game more addictive by intentionally flooding our child's brains with all of these addictive chemicals and endorphins and adrenaline, which is not good for your physical health. And then like you lose your imagination. You know, when you're not encouraged to use your imagination, when you just have this shit sitting in front of you, um, you don't use your imagination anymore. And then you're sitting, right? You're physically sitting. So imagine, um, Childhood diabetes is huge. Like our kids are more overweight than they have ever been in the history of America. Our kids are overweight. Our kids are becoming type 2 diabetics at very young age. And this is contributing to it. And so like we as the parents who are super excited about sports, see the massive value in sports and continue to carry that forward. Like we are the ones who like take credit, dude. We are changing the history for our kids. 
keeping them involved in physical activity and being aware and monitoring the amount of screen time that they have, all that shit's directly correlated. So let's pat ourselves on the back here, pat ourselves on the back. Um, okay, so that's really all I got. Unless anybody has any questions, has any more comments, I'm gonna wrap it up there. And again, this is like not with judgment. You know, my kid plays video games. I'm not judging here. And boys are so much more likely than girls to play video games. That's not 100%. Like there are, girl, there are a lot of girls that play video games. But from my household, my kid, my girls do not play video games. James is the only one that plays video games, my boy. Um, so like keep stepping forward. Keep encouraging your kids to get involved in sports and physical activity. Like this is huge. This is the foundation of their future. And I applaud you for that. I acknowledge and recognize you for that. I see you. Um, and just a reminder of the importance of our kids determining their self-worth from within and not outside of them. You know, the trophy is great. The championship is wonderful. But then it's how do we process not getting the trophy or not winning the championship? How do we recognize the value in that? And how do we still maintain self-worth and encourage our kids to be the best version of themselves, which always eventually leads to greatness, always eventually leads to a trophy or a championship. If we work on the internal aspect and not just the external aspect of what the world thinks about you. Have an absolutely amazing week. Remember that you are unique. You are divine. There is no one like you. There is no one like your child. You have a unique special frequency that only you can offer the world. So avoid comparison. Do not compare yourself to anyone because there is no comparison. There is only one you, one you. What you have to offer is not what they have to offer. So do not compare. I love you so much. Get your, oh, ooh, let's see what Shelby said. Get your kids in the elite performance gym. Boom, yes, absolutely. Elite Performance, um, which is one of our sponsors. Amazing. Um, Zach is super cool. I actually got to meet him a couple weeks ago. Um, I think it was uh, two or three weeks ago. He had um, a weightlifting competition, which was super cool. I had not had exposure to that before. It was so much fun. Amazing guy. Um, he is not only an amazing trainer, but he is an absolutely amazing mentor. The way that he works with the kids and not just the kids, the adults, too. But we're talking about kids here. The way that he interacts with the kids and encourages them is super, super inspirational, super inspirational. So, yes, elite performance. Whoop, whoop, shout out there. Amen, sister. There is no comparison. You got that right, Brittany. Have an absolutely amazing week. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for hanging with me. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for the interaction. Y'all are the bomb. I love you so much. Have an awesome freaking week. Bye-bye.